0: Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Some of your translations say any longer. To the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing. Somebody say renewing, renewing. of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them it's time to tear it down. (laughs) Then you may be seated. A couple of weeks ago, I had the great opportunity to share and speak here with you on a Thursday night, and I shared a little bit Of this message, some of you were not here, I'm actually, this is actually the second part to that message, so if you were here on Tuesday, I I didn't finish, because man, the the spirit just began to move, and it was a powerful, powerful time, right, for those of you that were here, the altar call was just, I I don't even, uh, people got healed, it was a powerful time, but I want to give you the second part of that message here this morning, and we're talking about renewing our minds, somebody say renewing our mind. Now what I love about this scripture one of my favorite scriptures we talk about it many times but that re- word renew it got me as I begin to study it the word renewal in the Greek means renovation somebody say renovation now I don't know how many of you here have ever renovated a room or a house before but it gets a little scary when you renovate a house uh, a few years ago I was living in uh, what seemed like a 500 bedroom house Uh, Actually, it was around 20. We had about 20 bedrooms there in the house there in the UTC, and we had to renovate it. It was an old Victorian house, and also with some apartments around it. Now, if you know anything also not just about renovating, but you have to renovate a Victorian house that is considered a landmark there in Los Angeles, you cannot do everything you want to do because you have to do it according to how they want it to be done. And when you renovate a house like I renovated, man, it was crazy, now, this is what I learned in renovating that house. Is that number one, it, well, it took us longer than they told us it was going to take. Number two, it cost us more money than they told us it was going to make. And number three, it was very, very, very messy. It was very messy. And actually, even as we began to do it in the middle of the project, I don't know if this ever happened to you before, but when you renovate a house or, or renovate even a room, all of a sudden while you're doing it, don't you start questioning yourself? Why did I do this in the, in the first place? My wife wanted granite tops. Why couldn't she just take the tops that were there? Why do I got to change it? Why do I got to do this? Why'd, why did that have to happen? Well, in renovating and renewing, Your mind, sometimes your mind, it gets a little messy. And it takes a little bit longer than you think it's going to take. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, when you first get saved and you say, God, you are now my Savior, now what you're doing is you're saying, okay, God, you saved me, now renew me. Now change me. Don't make me the same man or same woman that I was before I said the prayer or before I accepted you into my life. See, this morning, I want you to know that I have a brief moment with you in doing my best and allowing the Holy Spirit and myself to be the channel that the Holy Spirit can work through in order for you to see what God has for you. But the thing is, it's only about a good 45 minutes, half hour that we're able to see this. And I want you to know something. When the Holy Spirit works, he doesn't just work when I'm behind the pulpit. He works when you're right there behind your desk. He works when you're right there watching television. He works when you're at the grocery store. And little by little, that's when God begins to renew your mind. See, my friend, I've come to church for years and years and years, but some of the most pivotal times in my life were outside of the church building. That's when God began to renew my mind, change my way of thinking. But as it began to happen, as the, the things in my life, and my mind, begin to get cleared out, I begin to see God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. How many want God's good, pleasing, and perfect will? See, when you renovate your mind, you begin to see how good God is. When you begin to renovate and renew your mind, you begin to see the pleasure in God's will. See, right now when you first come to church, you, you, many times you look at church and you look at it through the, the critical eye of what is church going to give me? Okay, I'll say that one more time. I came to church like that. What is church going to give me? But as you renew your mind, you begin to come to church and realize, no, what am I going to give him? I've him I've come here to give him all the glory, give him all the praise. I shared this earlier. We are here as an audience of one. We're here to worship him, not to perform and see how we do, how good we look, how good we dress, how good we talk. No, we are here to worship him. So listen, I share this because when you come to worship and we start singing the songs, it doesn't matter if you can't sing like Mariah Carey. Don't worry about it. Just sing. Mariah Carey can't even sing like Mariah Carey anymore. (laughs) Another message for another day. But as you begin to get your mind renewed, you begin to see God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, how can we experience this? And this is what I shared about on that Thursday, and I'm going to go over it real quickly. But we experience this renewal, renovation through change, conflict, and growth. Change, conflict, and growth. And I'm going to emphasize conflict in just a little bit, but I want you to know that there is a change. See, God is the agent of change. God changed our lives. And what happened is when we said the prayer, when we asked God to come into our life, there became an exchange. God, you take my sin, I'll take your grace. God, you take my mishaps and mistakes. God, you take this wretchedness, and I'm going to take your mercy and your love. Right? See, God is the agent of change, and there becomes an exchange. God, I will give you all of me if you will give me all of you. Give me your love. Give me your joy. Give me your peace. Don't you love it when God gives you that? Oh, I love it. The other day, I, I came home. I've come home twice now. And every time I've come home, every time I've come home, my kids are right there with smiles on their faces because they know right away, dad, what did you get me? I came home from Phoenix. My son opened the door. And right away, daddy. I mean, I love, I love my son and his crooked teeth, right? I love it. It's all, oh, that's cold, huh? but it's true his teeth were like mine that's why I could say that I had braces for six years if you would have saw me when I was a kid I I got called everything train tracks brace face metal mouth you name it I was that but I could smile for the Lord so my son he comes home and he daddy daddy and I'm like oh he gives me a hug but he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing I love you what'd you get me See, and he already knows the routine, so he's the oldest, so right away, he goes and he goes, Elijah, Lulu, come on, sit down on the couch, we're going to get our gifts. (laughs) I'm still in the doorway, I haven't moved. (laughs) True story, true story, he knows, right away, and you know what he tells me, he's sitting on the couch, you know what he tells me, he says, dad, guess what, I go, what, I was good, Because right before I left, I told him, Stevie, be good. He knows. If he's good, there's going to be something in return. He's starting to learn. He's starting to understand. See, uh, as a father, I love it. I am pleased when I see him doing good. See, this is what you have to understand. God's pleasure and God's love, they're two different things. See, a lot of times we get those mixed up. We get them mixed up. God, you can't do anything anymore for God to love you any more or any less. Are you hearing me? There's nothing that you can do that can take away God's love or add more to it. God loves you, and he loves you deeply. However, his pleasure, that's something different. Are you doing something that God is pleased with? Matter of fact, those are the words that we want to hear. Well done. Translation, pleasantry. Pleasant. I am pleased. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I am pleased with you. See, it is a pleasure. And as you begin to understand God's perfect pleasing, his pleasurable will, things begin to change in your mind. But there has to be a change because if not, you'll never fully understand what it is to please God. My, my son knows right away what it is. How if he wants to please me, be good be good, and then there becomes an exchange, okay, your goodness, I'll give you something, he knows right away, there is a, I'm pleased with that, and if I'm pleased with that, I'm going to express that, but in order for that to happen, believe me, my son was not always like that, he was always going around, doing this, the babysitters would come, I get a phone call from Greg, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, um, is there any special thing that I need to know about Stevie, Uh, is there, Daniel's over here texting me, uh, Pastor, uh, uh, is, is there like a secret medicine that I did? <laughs> then I would come home, my kids would look at me, and right away, Stevie, he knows. <laughs> he knows when I'm not pleased with him, he can tell. I love him, I love my son to life, but there's, I'm not always pleased with him, not Always. But as he's changed, he understands. So that's why as he changed, he understands. I can now come to the door, hug my dad, sit on the couch, and I know something's going to happen. Why? Because he understands what it is, what the pleasure is. But there has to be a change. Somebody say change. There's a, a little girl. She was watching her mother prepare a fish for dinner. Her mother cut the head and tail off the fish and then placed it into the baking pan. The little girl asked her mother why she cut the head and the tail off the fish. Her mother thought for a little while and said, well, I've always done it that way. That's how babithka do it. That's uh, Czechoslovakian for grandma. That's the way she always did it. Not satisfied with the answer, the little girl went to visit her grandmother to find out why she cut the head and tail off of the fish before baking it. Grandma thought for a little while and replied, I don't know. My mother always did it like that. So the little girl and the grandmother went to visit the great-grandmother to ask and find out to the answer of why they cut the head and the tail off. The great-grandmother then thought for a little while and said, because my baking pan was too small to fit in the whole fish. But what happens is what? I've done it like that, so then I'm going to pass it down. And see, many times within us, we're the same way. Well, my dad did it like that. That's the way I'm going to do it. My dad treated women like this, so I'm going to treat women like that. My mom treated men like this. That's how I'm going to treat men. You see, you see what I'm saying? And it gets passed down. See, but it is not until you change, be renewed by your mind that you begin to understand what it is to please God. Listen my friend, we've come to church and some of you I know that you see certain people and you go, "Well, I'm only going to be good if I wear a tie." You don't need to wear a tie. I wear a tie because I just want to please him, that's all. Right. That's just my preference. It has nothing to do with how I want to dress or how I want to look good towards you. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with God. I want to do my best to get that redemption lift and please you in all that I do. When I lift my hands, I just want to please you. I'm not here to are you Me lift my hand. Are you seeing this? Look at me lift my hands. I'm lifting my hand. You better see this. No, I've renewed my mind. If you're here and you want to please God too, then hey, let's do it together. But there needs to be a change. Somebody say, Change. Then, after the change, there becomes a conflict. And whenever there is a change, there's always a conflict because that's what you get that that phrase conflict of interest. Because I've always known it this way, but now I'm going to try it this way, but I don't. Oh, this, is a, this is a little bit different. Whenever there's a change and you begin to see a conflict, you begin to realize that not everybody is going to like the thing that you are doing to change. Not everybody's going to like it, but if you're, going to get, if you're going to have what God is now going to give you, you're going to have to go through it. It becomes that process. Somebody say process." See, everybody wants to promise, but nobody wants the process. I remember when uh, I first got married, they were talking to me and my wife and say, oh, so when are you going to have kids? Oh, when are you going to have kids? Oh, what it at this time? And, and a lot of people w- would tell me, and they'd go, oh, man, you're going you're to love it. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to be a great dad. going oh, I love it. It's going to be good. And then I remember I had my first kid. Oh, man, nobody told me that. Like, I thought I was going to be all happy and yay. And then the process of, why are you running around without a diaper? Why is there brown trailing you all over the place? What is that in your hand? Where did you get that? Why is your mouth filled with black stuff? Why is there crayon on the ceiling? You're going to have children. It's going to be great. See, everybody wants to promise, but nobody wants the process. There is a process in order for there to be a change. Listen to me. Now, this is very important because you're going to get the promise, but you have to go through the process. I like what I think it was Winston Churchill that once said, if you're going going through hell, keep going. Just keep going. I know some of you came into church like, I feel like I'm going through hell. Good, keep going. You'll be all right. Heaven's waiting. You'll be fine. That's, that's what I love about Victory Hour of the Bay. I always say that man, hey, Victory Hour of the Bay services should be like a little slice of heaven. Every time you get multi-ethnics, multi-races, different men, different women lifting their hands and praising the Lord. I believe that's like what heaven's going to be. I, I, I can't wait till one day we can all come up here and not just sing English, but let's sing Spanish. Let's sing Tagalog. Let's sing Portuguese. Let's sing Czechoslovakian. Let's sing Russian. See, some of you right now are like, Russian. See, it's not until you change your mind. You have to. Your mind has to change. Well, I've never done Russian before. I've never. I've never even done that. Well, I don't even know why I'm saying Russia. I just keep talking about Russia. Maybe somebody is going to be going to Russia one day. Maybe Adan. No, he's got the Irish hair. He's got the Irish hair. It's that luck of the Irish. Somebody once said, whoever will have nothing to do with thorns can never gather roses. Listen, my friend, I I want you to know this. I know I only get a short time with you here on a Sunday afternoon, but I I want you to know this. When it comes to Christianity, I'd be lying to you if I said everything was going to be a bed of roses. Because a lot of times when we say bed of roses, we think rose petals, but we forget about the thorns that come with the roses. Listen, there will be some people that are going to look at you and they're not going to like you. There will be some people that they're going to look at you and they're going to tell you why you go to that church, why you dress up? Why are you doing that? Why do you why, why, you should be out over there doing something else. Isn't there something better you could do with your time? Listen, my friend, there's nothing better I can do with my time than to please God. That's the greatest thing. that's the best thing I ever can do. Jesus himself, he faced conflict over and over and over and over again. But you know what? one thing I love about him? Even when they took him to the, to the mountainside and multitudes get up, got him and they wanted to throw him off the side of the cliff, you know what he did? He just walked right through them. That's fine. Not a big deal. See, there's change, there's conflict, and then with conflict becomes growth. Somebody say growth. Somebody once said all growth is a leap in the dark, a spontaneous unpremeditated act without benefit of experience. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 through 4 you can write it down or turn there. It says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. See, now, if you've come to our church for a while, we always talk about victory, right? Matter of fact, it's in our name. We always talk about victory. Victory, you know, this and that, and we're doing this. and It's funny, yesterday I was watching the highlights of the soccer. I don't know how many of you follow soccer. I'm not a big soccer guy, but you know what I do love? I love celebrations. And when I see these guys, so they were celebrating. I think it was uh, Barca, for those of you that follow the so- soccer, Barcelona, they won, the, the Euro League or something like that, the Champions League. And met, you see those guys celebrate? Yeah. You watch it for like five minutes, but man, they've been going through it for 90 minutes. I mean, these guys are getting kicked, these guys are getting this, they getting that. But at the end, when it's all done, yes. Yes. See, you and I, we have that same power to conquer and demolish strongholds. But listen, this is very important. This is very important. In order to get the breakthrough, you're going to have to break up. You're going to have to leave whatever it was behind to get through. See, a lot of us, we love the victory, but it's very difficult to go through the process to get the victory. And a lot of times when you're in that process, as the wheels are turning, as the life is turning, as tornadoes are coming, there begins to be a a little bit of, of mishaps and mistakes and misunderstandings and things begin to break off. I want to challenge you, if they're breaking off when you're in the middle of the process, don't hold back to them. You know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is a pattern of thinking. That's what a stronghold is. It's the way we've always thought. The way I've always done it. It's the way it's always happened. But you have the power to change that always. You have that power. It's a divine power. Somebody say divine power. See, even in the next verse of 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 5, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive, somebody say, take captive, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I love that right there. I take it and I make it obedient to Christ. Whew. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's right here. It's in your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your Listen, when you get saved, you don't check your mind at the door and say, here you go. I don't want this no more. No, that's still your mind. That's still your brain. That's still your thought process. But you have to renew it. Well, this is the way I've always thought about it. I was standing here today, and I play drums. I like drums. I'm really into it. And I, as Manny was playing, Manny's over there playing, right? And Manny's doing a great job. Come on, isn't Manny doing a great job? He's come in, he's got on the drums. And as I'm, I'm standing there, I worship, I don't know if you guys noticed me, but, I, you know, because I, I love the beat. I just got that, you know, that, hey, hey. You know, I just, I got that little going, it's just in me. I just, I like the beat. I got I to do something. I'll do the hammer, hey, 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 do something. It's just, it's in me. It, since I was a kid, I just had that, you know, it's just there. And so, as Manny's playing the drums, and my, for those of you who may not be musicians, I'm doing an off timing in my head. Because right? we were doing a song, and my heart will sing, right? Yeah, everybody's doing straight, but in my mind, I'm not going straight. I'm doing something else. You are good. I'm just in my head. But I remembered, and I, I was trying to catch, did you see me? Did you see me? You saw me. I know you saw me. You saw me. And so, you know, I was trying to do that with Manny, I was trying to catch his attention. But in being honest, I remembered that when I was playing, that's all I could do was straight. 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 But it wasn't until there was a conflict, uh, a conflict with actually with one of the directors. He told me, try this, do this, do this, over and over and over. And then finally I got it. I was like, ooh, then there became a growth. And so now in me, when I hear certain music, so I go, man, I got it. It's there. It's not a problem. As a man thinks, so is he. Now it's when I was playing with him, I thought that way. I only know this way. I only know this one way. I only know this one way. But as I grew in the Lord, as a man thinks, I think off timing now. I think this way now. I have a lot more uh, different patterns in my head going through. Why? Because I went through a certain process, and the things that I think about are not the same that I was when I first started playing drums. It's totally different. I want to ask you something. What do you think about? What are the things that go through your head every day? Is it only about, well, I just want to relax. I just want to chill. I just want to do nothing. Because as a man thinks, so is he. But if your mind thinks about, no, man, what am I going to do today to get somebody saved? Totally different process. Totally different way of thinking. See, some of you, you may come here and say, man, I just want to sing a song. But if you start thinking differently, other of you, start thinking, man, I don't want to sing a song. I want to write a song. Different thought process. As a man thinks, so is He. What do you think about when you're at work? Do all you think about is that, man, this stupid boss, oh, he's just so lucky I'm saved. I'm just like, oh, man, I just, oh, just, just one time, God. Just give me one time. There's going to be backslide, and then, God, you can front slide me right after that. Just give me one. All oh, this guy's getting on my nerves. He don't even know. He don't even know. I'm going to get this guy. Because as a man thinks, so is he. And what's funny is that a lot of times, and this happens many times when you come home, Right? Maybe it didn't happen in your house. It happens in my house. You come home, and all of a sudden, your wife or your husband, and they say, man, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. What's wrong with you? Because all you've been thinking about the whole day is wrong. So you bring that home. As a man thinks, so is he. Oh, it's not me. It's you. Well, you're the one that's been dwelling on wanting to hurt somebody. This guy cut you off, so you're thinking about this. And that's all you're dwelling on. That's so all you're looking at. See, but you and I need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? See, all you can do, you could take anything in your life that needs a changing. If you think about it, you're going to realize that anything that needs changing is going to have a conflict. Anything that needs changing is going to take a conflict. I don't know how, how many of you have ever seen those, uh, those plastic surgery shows. You ever seen those before? Those plastic surgery shows are a trip. I mean, just a trip. I was watching this show one time, and it was a lady. She was changing her lips and her nose and her cheeks. She wanted to change it all. And I was watching it. I was checking it out. And the doctor was saying all this stuff, and he was showing the knife. And then they, show, they even show the surgery on there. You ever seen that? They show the surgery, and they're you know poking this stuff, and they're doing this. And she comes out of the surgery, right? She's out of the surgery. Oh, how my head is I Yeah, I like I I I'm smiling. You ever seen those shows? Now, I want to make this very clear. I'm. I'm not. Saying don't get plastic surgery, surgery, whatever. It's fine. But I do find it strange that we will spend more time trying to change our look on the outside than our change on the inside. Like, we have plastic surgery shows because we love everything on the outside. But doing something about the inside, well, uh, now you're going too deep. Now that's too deep there. See, anything with change is going to have a conflict, And many times with change, there becomes a lot of pain. Too much pain, too much conflict. This reminds me of the law of the harvest. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. See, we are the results of the seeds that we have sown throughout our lives. That's what we are. We reap what we sow. See, when we get saved and then we experience change, but after we change, there becomes a conflict. Now, what about this conflict? What is the conflict that we have? A lot of times, you know what the conflict that we're conflicting with is we're conflicting with our past. We're conflicting with our past. We're trying to change our future, but we're conflicting with our past. I want to be a new man. I want to be a new woman. I want to be a better person. I want to be a man of God. I want to be a woman of God. I want to do this, but we're conflicting with our past. See, many times we think, if I just left it all behind. You ever seen those on the movies They just say, you know what, just jump in the car and just drive. Just leave it all behind. Don't even worry about it. You want to know the crazy thing is? You could not worry about it, but it's going to catch up to you. Wherever you are, there it is. It's right there. It's going to find you. Because it's not the situation that needs to change. It's we need to renew our minds. Conflicting with the past. See, here's the challenge, is that you and I need to understand, is that we can't. We can't. Uh, My father used to say, if you confess your sins to God, he's going to throw you in heaven. But if you confess your sins to a judge, throw you in jail. That's good. I'm glad. Lord, forgive me. Guess what God does? You're forgiven. See your forgetfulness. Judge, the Lord forgave me. 20 years wait but your past will catch up to you the things that you did will catch up to you see my father he was healed I believe that so he was healed but his past caught up to him my father was a hardcore heroin addict a hardcore drunk a hardcore in and out of jail in and out of prison but the effects of his sin his consequence they caught up to him the cirrhosis of the liver now do I believe that God can heal? Of course I do. Have I seen it? Yes, I have. But I also do understand the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. So that's why I want to challenge you. Some of you, you have, as they say, sow your wild oats. Just go out there. Just go for it. Just Whatever happens, happens. My friend, that's going to catch up to you. So wouldn't it be a good time right about now to renew your mind, change some things, start sowing, and start sowing some joy, sowing some peace, sowing some love? You know, you know what you should do? Find a hater and love them. Find one. Find a hater. Some of you, you've got Facebook. You got. You don't have friends. You've got haters. Just you know what? Today I just want to bless you. People, beep, boop. It's boop, boop. my universal phone sound. I just love them see they're conflicting but I've never liked this person they've always gotten on my nerves change your nerves change your nerves why not change the way you see things but you don't know what they did to me no I don't know what they did to you but I know that if you change it they won't ever do it again to you because you've changed maybe they haven't but you have be transformed by the renewing of your mind See, you and I need to sow seeds of love, sow seeds of obedience and make it uh, a captive, take it captive and make it obedient unto Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen? See, my friend, we also reap a greater harvest than the seed that was sown. You may sow in the spring, but you're gonna reap it later on. Sow it now. You may not see the result right now, but sow it right now. You may not see that prayer answered right now, But trust me, when your son, when he graduates high school, he's going to know what it is to have and experience the love of God. So it right now. I shared this before, and my mom even shared it, that when I was born, my mom used to pray for my wife when I was born. I said, whoa, whoa, that's that's a little bit too far right there. Not to my mom. Don't ask her that. That's what she used to do. She used to pray for my wife. Ta-da. Good job, Mom. That's what I counted to. I counted to that. See, I, I, I found my wife being where she was at, but God prepared the way for my mom's prayers, the things that she sowed, the things that she prayed. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8 says, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal destruction life now we know that the past gives us conflict but we also know that there is a conflict with impatience impatience no I want it now I got saved my marriage should be holy now get her holy now God you said look I, I, I gave you my sins now give me a good wife I want it now alright Veronica right I'm gonna wait for it wait for it wait for it Willy Wonka. There you go. <laughs> I want it now. I got saved. I dress better. I look better. I talk better. God, give it to me now. I want the microwave blessing now. Give me a better job now. I just—did you not see? I just gave ties today. I just gave it today, so therefore, I need a better job tomorrow. Like, whoa, wait, ho- ho- hold on one second. So we have this conflict of impatience. We want everything, and we want it now. Somebody once said, patience and perseverance have a magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. Did you know something that patience is a form of action? I'm going to wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. I'm not talking about laziness. Patience is a form of action. You know what patience is? Patience is preparation for what is to come that's what it is patience is preparation for what is to come when I give and I, I know that God is going to bless me and he's going to bless me accordingly because I reap what I sow it's just a principle of God so when I give I know I want to please him but I'm sowing and I'm sowing and I'm sowing and in due time I will reap a harvest I'm sewing. Last night I spent about five minutes with my son trying to explain to him why I'm traveling, why I do this, and I'm explaining it to him. And he's looking at me, and he's looking at me, and I go, "So do you understand why Daddy's going to South Africa tomorrow?" And he's looking at me, go, "Yes, yes I do. Yes I do. Okay, do you understand?" With the travel, I explained the whole thing to him about my dad, how he went to South Africa and he traveled. And he's all, "Grandpa," I said, "Yes, Grandpa went." And I'm, I'm sharing with him, I'm sharing with him, and I'm sharing with him. Now, if you have anything, if you uh, understand anything with children, you could talk to them for so long and then they start looking somewhere else. They go, uh, really? Ooh, bug. You know, they just... <laughs> what's that movie? Go, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Only parents probably know that one. Go, squirrel. And, I, and so I told Stevie, 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 look, look right here. I said, I'm going to South Africa because I'm going to do the Lord's work. And one day, you're going to go with me. He all, really? I go, yeah. He goes, okay. And then he's like... <laughs> Now, of course, it's not the response that every father wants, but it's okay. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. Listen to me. Some of you, your children are five years old. You teach them the things of the Lord now. You pray with them now. You sing with them now. Even though they don't lift their hands, and you, you come to church, and man, they're not lifting their hands. It's okay. Just keep sowing. Keep sowing. Keep sowing, because in due time, you're going to reap a harvest. Can I hear an amen? Come on. Can I hear an Amen. This is what I've learned about patience. There's an old Chinese proverb. I read this. It got me. It said, one moment of patience may ward off great disaster, but one moment of impatience may ruin a whole life. Listen, my friend, we need to learn the timing of God. You got to learn the timing of God. So you know how to learn. You want to know how to learn patience? Conflict. Conflict. That's how you learn patience. I'm a, a, a sports guy. I'm an athlete. And one of the things that I always remember my coach telling me as being a baseball player, he used to go up there and he used to tell me, so don't swing at the first pitch. Be patient. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm like, dude, just give me the ball. I want to hit it. 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 No. You got to be careful. Learn the pitcher. What, see the way he does things. Look at any niches that he gives away. Is he going to throw curveballs? Is he going to I mean, when I started learning all that, I'm like, I just want to hit the ball. I just wanna go up there and hit it. No, 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 no. You're not up there to hit the ball. You're up there to score a run so that the team can win. Difference. See the difference? See, many people just go up there. I just wanna get married. I just wanna get married. I just wanna get married. I would be very careful if you wanna just get married because there's more to it than just hitting the ball. You gotta see the whole picture. But the only way you're gonna know is there has to be conflict, there has to be some conflict. And believe me, when I was dating my wife, we had some conflict. But I thank God now, because the conflict has given me beauty. It's worth every conflict. By the way, it's her birthday tomorrow. Cue the song. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I just want to see what you. Did. Did you know something that conflict is good for you? It's a good thing. See, we seldom ask God to change our character, but we always tell God, change my circumstance. Did you ever think that the circumstance was to change your character? Why is this happening? Why is this taking place? Why you... For whatever reason, uh, there was a few times and probably the only a few times that we saw in the Bible, there was probably more, but there was a few times that Jesus said, okay, I want you to go over there. He knew there was going to be a storm. Like, couldn't you take me away from the storm? Maybe took me around. Can we just kind of traveled all around? No, I want you to go through. You'll be fine. I'll be there. One time I'll be in the boat. The next time I won't be in the boat. But don't worry about it. Just go. This ain't fair. Why am I going through the storm? The, The God, He hates me. No, He loves you. You can't change His love. He loves you no matter what. But if you want to see His good, pleasing, and perfect will, there has to be some conflict you got to understand what God wants to do within your life. Can I hear an amen? amen? The past is a conflict. The impatience and the last one, and I close with this, is that there's also in our conflict a sense and an understanding of who we think we are, and that is called pride. The pride. The conflict of pride. For whatever reason, we always think that we are the exceptions to every rule. It never happened to me not me i got it down i know how this is going to work be careful be very careful the bible even even categorizes the sins that we do lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the pride of life all the sins they fall under that category so i'd be very careful that pride of life. oh no no, no. I, I know i i know how to do this i i got this I just came from a wedding, and, and the other day, when, whenever there's wedding, there's always single guys, right? Single guys, single girls. So I was talking with these guys, and it's so funny. I mean, I'm just, I look back at it, and I go, was that me? Like, did I think like that? It's so funny. And so I'm talking with this one guy, and, you know, talking about marriage, and, and he was asking me some questions about it, right? He don't even have a girlfriend. He ain't even got a girlfriend. And he's, and he's talking to me, and he's telling me the things that he told Ray, about marriage, <laughs> and I'm just looking. I'm just listening to him. I'm like, "Wow, that's deep, bro. It's deep. It's kiddie pool deep, but it's deep." <laughs> and it was funny because we're we're at the table, and I had to tell him. I go, "Bro, I'll tell you right now. That ain't never gonna happen. Never gonna happen." I, I don't know where you got your thinking from but I can understand it because you want to sound smart nobody ever wants to sound dumb nobody does so in order this is, what, this is our thinking in order to not sound dumb I'm going to sound smart I'm going to try my best to sound smart but really in all reality when you open your mouth now we understand how foolish you really are sometimes it's best to just be cool Quiet. Oh, no, no, no. I got this. I know how to do this. Okay, but le- let me help you. No, no, no. I don't even know how. I remember a couple years ago, they showed me how to do this, and I, I saw it on TV once, and I'm like, bro, I, I'm just telling you. Le- let me help you. Oh, no, no, no. Sister, let me guide you. Let me, let me show you. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. I know how to do this. I, I got this all done. I got this all done. And then uh, I've seen it happen time and time and time again. "Ah, oh, Pastor, can you pray for me? I, I'm in debt big time. I'm in debt big time. And I say this because I understand our culture. Our culture is all about credit cards. You better be very careful with them credit cards. Oh, I got this. I got this. You ain't got this. Visa got you. MasterCard got you. I'm not even talking about money, but I feel I need to share this right now. I've shared about money. I talk about money all the time. I have no problem with it because I know God has a good understanding within my life. And I'm learning a lot about it, but I want you to know something. You better be very, very, very careful because we always say, God, get me out of debt. A year prior, God was trying to get you to learn what it's like to handle money and be a good steward. Oh, no. See, we always like, God, get me out. Get me out. Get me out. When God was trying to, before you even got in, before you even went there, trying to show you, trying to put something in your path, trying to get you. See, for whatever reason, the bullet missed you. Oh, no, I got this. I got this. For whatever reason, the car was that far from taking your life and you're still alive for whatever reason. Oh, no, I got this. I'm good now. I'm good. You know, and, and it's funny because a lot of times for those of you that have been shot, don't you, after you get shot and you're not dead, you think you're invisible for a little bit. I got this. I'm, I've been shot at like 10 times. And nothing got me. I'm going to tell you right now, all it takes is one bullet. It doesn't take 10 bullets. It just takes one. Oh, no, I got this. I got this. the pride of life, this pride that we have. And so I want to challenge you to understanding of what it is that you got to learn what patience really is and what we're sowing. This is the law of the harvest. Hosea chapter 8 verse 7 says, for they have sown the, for they have sown the wind and they shall reap a whirlwind. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 8 says, those who plant injustice will harvest disaster. Listen, do you really think that your plans are better than God's plans? Are your plans really better than God's plans? Because if you think so, then go right ahead. It's perfectly fine, but I wanna, I'm going to tell you, I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. And I'm doing my best, and it's a scripture that we use a lot of times, especially in the home. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Listen, my friend, trust in God. I know it doesn't look good right now. I know it looks like a storm all around you right now. I know your marriage is not perfect right now. I know your children are telling you things right now. I know your finances don't look that good right now, but my friend, as you're going through it, as the process is happening, and you're getting that breakthrough, and you're breaking up with whatever it is, you're breaking up with that bitterness, you're breaking up with that anger, all of a sudden you're starting to experience victory. Say, man, where did this come from? Why? Because you were sowing when it was time to sow, and now it's going to be time for reaping when it's time to reap. And the harvest comes your way. You're saying, man, my God is good. My God is powerful. My God is pleasing. I'm starting to understand what it is. It's good, pleasing, and perfect will be transformed by the renewing of your mind see some of you right now whenever we say lift your hands to the father right away you think about your father and you don't trust your dad because you some of you don't even know your dad so that's why it's real difficult for you whenever we say abba father daddy come on lift your hands to to your father because right away your mind thinks about your father when in reality And in faith, we know that our our Father would never do that to you. Jesus would never do that to you. But you got to learn what it is to trust, trust in the Lord, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and then you're going to learn what it is to His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I want to challenge you guys in the home as it comes to the piano. I want to challenge you guys in the home. Listen to me. I know there's a every day in the home there's a conflict. And if there isn't one, we'll make one. <laughs> Conflict every day. But it doesn't mean that it's not good for you. Don't mean that. It's good for you. I know, oh, this guy is getting on my nerves. Good. Good. You're going to grow some new nerves. you will learn. you will learn. You've done it your way your whole life. Hasn't been all that great. Hasn't been all that good. Maybe it's been okay. At least you're still breathing. But listen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not a little bit, with all of it. Not 90% of it. Not 50% of it. Not Sunday only percentage of it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All of it. I know it's a difficult thing to give your marriage over to God, but give it to God. I know it's a difficult thing to give your finances over to God, but trust me, give it to God. I know it's a difficult thing to give your parenting over to God, but trust me, give it to God. I know it's a difficult thing to give that job search over to God, but give it to God. Trust, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seed begging for bread. Never seen it. I want to challenge this Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay. That as God, I believe that God's going to do some miraculous things in these next couple of months. But as the people come, as men and women come, and they want to give their lives to the Lord, after that, they're saying, okay, I've given my life to God. Now, what next? That they can look at you and say, if that's next, that's what I want. If he's next, that's what I want. If she's next, that's what If that marriage is next, that's what I want. If her being the kind of single mom that she is, that's what I want. If him being the single dad, that's what I want. They can say, man, his mind, I don't know where he, it's so difficult being a single mom. How does she do it? It's so difficult being a single dad. How does he do it? He's transformed his mind. He doesn't think the same way he thought. She don't think the same way. Renovation. Sometimes it costs a little more. gets a little messy. takes a little longer. But in the end, it's all worth it. Every promise being fulfilled will be worth it. I believe victory average heart of the bay. The promises are coming to the heart of the bay today. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Stand with me here today. Hallelujah. Lift your hands with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to bless your name. Can we sing that song? I just want to bless your name. Oh, Father, thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands with me here this morning. As the Spirit of God is moving and ministering, as they begin to sing this...